good morning, and welcome to another episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I am your host, Corwin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat because our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. We're legacy building. That is what we do. So if you're out there making things happen with your family, for the generations yet to come, you know, our word teaches us to leave a legacy, to leave an inheritance for our children, our children's children, and so forth and so on. We want you to put a hashtag on that thing that says that you are legacy building because that is what you are doing. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Anchor FM. You can also find us on Instagram at our website, ExitStrategiesRadioShow.com. You can catch us in a number of different places on your favorite podcast applications. We appreciate you listening. Please share this content with your friends, your family, your coworkers, even those in your groups, your church groups, etc. Guys, because sometimes the message and the word that we are speaking here today is for you. Sometimes it is for someone else that you know. Again, we appreciate you listening. Let's get started. Good morning. How are you? Guys, welcome to another fabulous episode. Yes, fabulous episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. Guys, I'm your host. That is me, Corwin Millett, broken owner, or Corwin J. Millett. Let's, let's not forget that. With Exit Realty, Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. Guys, we have a dynamic show here today. We have an extra special guest, and we're not going to waste any time in introducing him to you. So, guys, we're very honored to have with us. Guys, look, we always talk about real estate. We talk about it from, quote, unquote, one side. And many of you don't know there's a completely different side of the house. That is the commercial side of real estate. Businesses, all those things, development, all those other things. And, guys, we are very honored to have with us John Orr, CCIM. And he'll tell you what those initials mean with Carolina Retail Experts. John, how are you doing this morning? Corn, fantastic. Great. Thanks so much for having me on. You're quite welcome. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. Because, look, I know there's a lot of things going on out there with you. So, look, let's just jump right into a conversation. First of all, if you don't mind, tell our listeners a little bit about you. Right. So the summary is I grew up in Atlanta and in a real estate family. My dad developed subdivisions, mainly the horizontal. He didn't build many houses. and after a brief stint as a professional triathlete and bicycle racer, I got into the retail commercial real estate leasing business in Atlanta. And we'll come back to this, but on why and how I chose retail, but work ended up at a REIT that we sold in 1986 and their plan was to take it public. Of course, the public REIT market went very fast downhill in 96, but I nevertheless packed up, moved to Charleston, and have been here ever since and continue and, you know, have spent my life in the retail commercial real estate business. And fast forward to moving here, I've developed shopping centers. I owned a company where I developed single tenant retail buildings, AutoZone, Family Dollar, and similar to that. And 
Most recently, I uh, have two partners, Elise Welch and Lindsay Halter, who are also CCIMs. And we launched Carolina Retail Experts because that really encapsulates what we do. We are the retail commercial real estate experts throughout the Carolinas and into Georgia. And so that's the top level. We don't have three hours, but if we did, I could go back and fill in the blanks there. That's the quick, quick summary. Awesome. Awesome. So if you would, again, many of our listeners really have no idea of anything, quote unquote, behind the curtain, you know, behind the scenes as it relates to real estate designations and all that kind of stuff. And the CCIM is designation that is sought after. So if you don't mind, tell our listeners what that means. Right. Absolutely. That's a great question. Uh, CCIM, those letters stand for, in this pen that I have here on my lapel, stand for Certified Commercial Investment Member. And Mm -hmm. it's akin to you take several graduate level commercial real estate courses, everything from market analysis to taxation and a whole slew of other things. And you have to take a certain number of courses. And then after you take the courses, you have to prepare what they call a portfolio or commonly referred to as the book. And Mm -hmm. in the book, you have a certain deal volume that you have to achieve over a set period of time. And there are a couple of metrics that you use, but you submit your portfolio for review. And once you've completed the education requirements and the practical requirements, then you can sit for a final exam, which is around six hours, and you know then earn the CCIM designation. And, and it's interesting because I know what you do, and you're one of the best in the world. We've known each other for a long time, and I love what you do. But people, when you meet them and you say, oh, I'm in real estate, they're like, oh, really? What's my house worth? I call Corin to sell my house. I, I don't know what your house is. I don't even know anything in the world about that. You know, we live and breathe in the retail commercial real estate space. Uh, We don't get into office buildings and office space. We don't do industrial buildings and warehouses. So we live strictly in retail commercial real estate. And and as such, we can focus and be the experts. Like I know you, you have a focus on exactly what you do and where you do it. You know, every single thing about every house and every street. And so that's what we do is, is our focus is very, very specific in the retail commercial real estate space. And so with the CCIM designation, that is one of the other tools that helps us you know, be the best in the world. And it's an international organization. The previous president of the South Carolina chapter as well as board member and secretary treasurer, vice president, of course. And I'm also currently sit on the CCIM Institute, the International Organization Board of Directors. So anybody has any questions, please reach out to me and let me know. I'm happy to share anything in the world about CCIM. I'm a tremendous fan and supporter uh, of the organization. And that's one of the best ways, if you really want to understand commercial real estate, that's one of the best ways to get the education. We partner with the NAR and provide the commercial real estate education. NAR provides some fantastic things, but we but CCIM provides the commercial component of that. So, so you said something in there. You you said 
previous president or past president. Now look here, I understand that's one of the best seats in the house when you pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, you want to be president? Well, hold on, we made it there. Wait a minute. We, we want to get past this. The, the best job in the world because you can share your opinion, but you're not responsible to do anything. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Exactly. So I love that me, job. Let me bring you around to this. So, okay. you know, many of our listeners, you know, obviously, you know, last few years, COVID, all that stuff, upset. I mean, everything, retail, space. I mean, everything was upset, you know, people not being able to get in and all that stuff. And thank, thank goodness here in South Carolina, we weren't affected like some other places. But right. let's kind of roll this because during that time period, money hit the street. So the government made money available to expand businesses and all those kind of things. If somebody's looking to retail space, they want to open a store or restaurant or what have you. Many people don't understand the undertaking. They don't understand what they need, what the landlord is going to ask for, all those kind of things. So can you shed some light on some of that for us? Absolutely. I, you know, it's, it's a great, great question because we have three main lines of business here. One is the landlord agency where we represent owners of shopping centers. And, you know, the, it could be Bricksmore or site centers or Kimco Realty, these big institutional owners, shopping centers. The other is we represent the tenants, the actual mm-hmm. retailers that go, and it's the number one or number two tenant in the genre. For example, Starbucks, uh, mm-hmm. Academy Sports, uh, mm-hmm. for, you know, Jersey Mike's, and and it goes on. So, and then the third line of business is we do the investment sales, you know, where you want to buy an asset and make a return on the income. So, so having that full picture of the entirety from the landlord, the tenant, the investment sale, how, how does the investment in the asset impact the value? We have a lot of people who call and say, my favorite one is, guy calls me and he goes, I got the best chicken sandwich ever. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, I, I believe you. He goes, it's better than Chick-fil-A. My family was at my house this weekend and I fried these chicken sandwiches and they said they were better than Chick-fil-A. I was like, Okay. He goes, and I want to lease space and I want to open up a store. And I was like, okay, well, what do you have in mind? Well, I don't know. I just want to move into a restaurant space and I want to sell my chicken sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I was okay. That's a dream. That's not a business plan. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when, when you start thinking about you have a passion or something that you're very good at, the things to think about, and there's a great business plan form on our website at CRE.expert, what you want to do is you want to sit down and understand what is it that I'm really going to do? And if I'm great at making chicken sandwiches, that's one thing, but what else am I going to serve? Mm -hmm. Am I going to serve soft drinks or am I going to serve alcohol? Mm -hmm. What licensing needs to be in place for that? I'm going to have chips or am I going to have French fries or am I going to have tater tots? I mean, there are a million decisions, you know, with the menu and how do you execute those? And then how much does it cost? Yep. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten financial applications from people interested in leasing space and they send it over and they've got $832 in the bank. And I call them, I ask them, I'm like, that's not enough money to turn on the utilities. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can't pay the light bill for that. How are you going to pay the first month's rent? Where's the security deposit? Mm-hmm. How are you going to buy inventory? Mm-hmm. Where is that money going to come from? I mean, you got to think this thing through, you know, the first three months. 
what am I going to have to do to build this space? I mean, I walk in there and it was somebody else's restaurant. I'm not going to use that. I'm going to create my own retail experience. How much is that going to cost? Who is going to build it? You know, and start thinking about this may sound kind of cold, but everything has a dollar, but everything has a dollar figure associated with it. How much money do you need to spend? Can you spend? Can you borrow? And then how much money are you going to make? Because you're going to fill this business plan out and say, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Here's where my money's coming from. This is how many widgets or sandwiches I'm going to sell. And I'm going to make enough money to, you know, Mrs. Landlord to pay you the rent every month for 10 years. Uh And so that's the key thing. I think people don't, you know, it's a little more challenging to, to kind of think forward into that this is not a hobby. I mean, this is a real commitment into a business plan. And I mean, you've got business licenses and insurance and all sorts of different things that, that come into play. So my number one piece of advice for people is if you really think that you have, you know, a better chicken sandwich or whatever it is, put it down on paper and just write through your business plan and, you know, call your banker and say, hey, we look at this. Does this make sense? And they'll be happy to go through it or, you know, exactly. call, call me. I'm happy. I've read literally thousands and thousands of them. And, you know, there are some common mistakes that people make, but, but you can go. And as long as you're willing to ask for help from somebody that knows, you know, you, you could have a friend at church who works at a bank. Uh-huh. They can help you go through it. I mean, it doesn't have to cost money. But somebody who can give you an objective opinion, kind of firm up your business plan. Because once you do that, before you do, it doesn't make sense to go driving around and calling and say, hey, I drove by your shopping center. How much is the space? Uh-huh. What are you going to do? And see, you know? that's one of the questions that that I have. And that we're quickly up on, on our first break, John. But a question in that, because that's oftentimes what happens, that like you say, you get the phone call you know, well, how much is the space? Well, you're asking about how much the space is, but you have no idea how you're going to do anything else. So you got to get the plan together first. Now, John, before we take the break, please tell people, how, tell our listeners how they can get in contact with you, your contact information. The best way is to go to our website, which is www.cre.expert. Or also I am on all the social media platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, as my handle is John or CCIM. That's J-O-H-N-O-R-R-C-C-I-M. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. So, John, look, we're going to take a quick pause right here. We quote unquote, as I tell folks to pay the bills with the commercials, and we're going to come right on back. Our listeners, guys, y'all hold tight. John will be right back. We'll be right back after this quick break. Congratulations to this week's Realtor of the Week. Exit Realty Low Country Group. None other than Special Ed Haraway, the realtor that treats you special. You can reach Ed at 240-375-2871 or text Special Ed, that's S-P-E-C-I-A-L-E-D to 85377. He's the realtor that treats you special. Guys, and we are back. Second segment. Yes, second segment. Exit Strategies Radio Show. Hey, I'm your host, Colin J. Mullet, broken owner of Exit Realty, Low Country Group. 
in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, we're very excited today. We have with us, yes, we went on the other side. We went on the other side of the house, guys, away from residences, away from houses. We went to the shopping district and we got John Orr with Carolina Retail Experts on with us today to bring a conversation to bear. If you are thinking about starting a business, looking for commercial space, maybe looking to start a store, um, open a store, restaurant, you know, look here, we selling bundles. Look here, we selling chicken. You know, we doing all that stuff, whatever it may be. Maybe you look here, maybe you got the oils and you selling that. Whatever it is, you're looking for space. John is your guy. Y'all make sure y'all give him a holler. But John, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Corn. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So, you know, before the break, we're kind of talking about and we're kind of looking at, okay, what you got to do to get ready. And one thing you was kind of breaking down is how you get the phone calls and people, you know, have an idea, but they haven't worked through, they haven't gotten through the planning of it. So one thing is getting a plan together, business plan. That's right. So you also may mention in there about financing. So I'm going to ask you a question on the opposite side of that, because if you got a business plan together, go to your bank, maybe, you know, say, hey, look, if you can't finance it yourself, maybe they can help you and they can help you get it structured and maybe find you some funding to help. But on the landlord side, what is a landlord looking for in that situation and scenario? Somebody brings an application for space. What is the landlord expecting to see? That's a great, great question. And it's very important when you call on a space that you understand what they're thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And they want to look and think of it in terms of what the landlord's really doing is extending credit, if you will. They're promising to provide the building and and they're going to make sure the roof doesn't leak. They're going to make sure the parking lot is there and that the walls are up. And in exchange, you promise that you're going to pay them rent for five years, 10 years, whatever that term is. And the other thing that they're very interested in, kind of the fundamental theory of a shopping center, is the idea that there are complementary tenants in the shopping center. So you'll have a grocery store, but you'll never have two grocery stores. Yeah. You may have a Mexican restaurant but you'll never have two in the same uh-huh. shopping center. So one of the things that they do to protect their that the value of their asset or their shopping center is make sure that you understand your business plan and that once they go, I mean, it costs a few thousand dollars for them to draft the lease, you know, send it out, you know, engage, lease you the space. And once they do that, they want to make sure that over the course of the next five, 10 years, whatever that period of time is, that, that you have a good plan and that you're going to, that you're a good credit risk, if you will, that, that you have a business plan that's fundamental, that you're going to pay the rent and that you're going to be a good neighbor. Like the chicken restaurant is a great compliment to a Mexican restaurant, is mm-hmm. a great compliment to a grocery store, to mm-hmm. a you know, shoe store and on and on and on. And one of the things they're very protective about, and, and if you call me and you say, how much is the space? The first question I ask is, what do you do? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and everybody said, well, I've got a secret idea. I get uh, it. I understand. <laughs> now, you, you don't have a secret idea because I guarantee you, you know, three phone calls ago, somebody called with the same idea. It may have been in Greenville, but there are very few brand new secret ideas. Okay. And I need to understand what it is that you do, because if you call me and you say, hey, I have a great Mexican restaurant. And then I say, well, hey. 
I have one in the shopping center. So we, we're not going to lease to a tenant who's going to compete with a tenant we already have. Uh-huh. So, you know, so that's one of the things that, that we look at. But the landlords are very good about, I mean, they just want the shopping center to be successful and they uh-huh. want all the tenants to be successful. And, you know, the more successful the tenants are, the more likely they are to pay the rent and more rent, which is better for everyone. So the higher the sales, the higher the rent, you know, it's a function of sales. So that's what the landlords look for is somebody who's got, ideally, if you have a proven record, other stores, experience, money in the bank, a good solid business plan, all those things help to get you to the front of the line, if you will. But if you call and say, hey, I don't have any money, I don't really have a business plan, I've never done this before, then, you know, it's going to be a long hill to climb. Not to say that it can't be done. Because it can, but you know, follow your dream, get out there and call people like us and just ask for help. If you don't know or if it's your first time, ask for help and don't worry. I promise you, I am not going to take your chicken sandwich recipe and go up in the chicken sandwich business. I, I've been doing real estate since the eighties and I'm not gonna do it. I'm not, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not gonna compete with you. So it it's okay if you just tell me what it is. That's not yeah. enough. We're not going to take your idea. We might fry the chicken home, but we ain't going to do it. We ain't going to go out and do it. It's hard enough. We, look, it's hard enough what we do now. We don't want <laughs> nothing new to try to figure out. Plenty <laughs> of problems, right? Yeah, it's hard enough to do what I know how to do. Exactly. Exactly. Try to figure out, but you're exactly <laughs> right. So, and I appreciate you, you know, letting me get that humor in there because it's interesting to be frank about it, what it is that you do, you know, that, right. you know, you're dealing with this and, and oftentimes people, when you ask a question, they take it as, you know, you're being negative or you don't believe. And it's not for that. It's for understanding. And, you know, when you say no, you know, that's not the kind of tenant we want because you can't put a liquor store next to the church. <laughs> exactly. I mean, even the state says that there are rules on that for you. You know, look, I love liquor stores and my church, but they don't belong right next door to each other, you know? And so, so you're right. I mean, and, I know that sometimes I come off as being a little bit short, but if I have to explain for 20 minutes, the reason every single time the phone, 30 times a day, I got to spend 20 minutes explaining why we can't have two chicken sandwich stores right next to each other. Mm -hmm. I would really never get anything done. My wife would be very mad when I would never get home. (laughs) But, but yeah, I mean that it's good for people to know and kind of come in with that understanding. And if you have questions on anything, I'm happy to give, you know, my opinion and guidance. And, you know, you don't even have to hire us. I mean, if you have somebody else that's your real estate broker, that's fine. I will give you my completely unfiltered third party opinion of whatever your business plan is. And, you know, and how I think that the landlords would view it or or look at it. So, I mean, I just anything I can do to help any of your audience, I'm happy to do that. I greatly appreciate that. So I'm going to ask you this question because we're with good time. And I want to know, so commercial, what is the biggest challenge that you foresee? Because on a residential side, guys, we got, we got inventory issues. On right. commercial, what is the biggest challenge right now facing this, that section of the industry? You know, that's a great question. I think the biggest challenge, there's really two big challenges or big headwinds that we have. One, supply chain issues, 
which I know will be that will be resolved over the next few years as we come back to normal. And but that supply chain impacts everybody in every segment of the business. The other thing that I see as far as retail out into the future is prior to COVID, there were brick and mortar stores over here and there were digital or online stores over there. And it was almost like they're two different camps, right? You know, the Methodist and the Baptist or whatever it was. It, and they, you know, never pass each other in the liquor store as the old <laughs> joke goes. They go around the aisles. They go around the aisles, you know. But I believe all COVID did was just expedite the adoption and implementation of this because the brick and mortar retailers quickly found that if they can't open their store, their facility, they need some way to get the customer to be able to buy. I mean, and Amazon has done a tremendous job in, in the uh, online sales arena. But what we have seen just a, at mock speed is the implementation of the brick and mortar retailers creating a mobile ordering situation. And not just when I say retailers, I don't just mean Walmart, where you can go to the Walmart app and you can pick it up in the store, which is, I mean, that's tremendous. It's probably one of the better examples, but I mean restaurants. You can go, Chipotle has what they they call the Chipotle lane. You order on the app. You don't order. There's no, like when you drive through most restaurants, you have a menu board, you order. Mm -hmm. You order it on the app and they tell you it'll be ready at, you know, 143. You pull up at 143 and somewhere between 60 and 120 seconds, they give you your food and you drive away. Mm-hmm. And so everybody that has had brick and mortar stores, they have gone headfirst into the digital sales scenario that suits their industry or business best. And the other thing that's interesting, and I'm going to use Warby Parker as a great example, who have only been online, they have just been digital sales. Until recently, they found out that they just can't reach those customers without a physical presence. Mm-hmm. You know, and they don't have to have as many stores as McDonald's does, but they do need a physical presence because we still like to walk in and you know and pick them up and put them on yeah. and see how it, we want the retail experience. Mm-hmm. And so, unless it's a commodity like paper goods, I mean, you don't really unless it's Charmin, I guess. Otherwise, you know, you look for some, you know, clothes, great example. You know, how does it look on me? I mean, and you can order it and they can send it and you send it. But people like to shop and they like the retail experience. And so kind of the final thought on the future of retail is that omni-channel retailing where you have brick and mortar, you have the digital experience, and then you have the, the social channels where you promote your brand, your product and everything. And that has really going to separate the people that don't make it, the retailers that don't adapt, you know, the Kmarts, I'll call them of the world, and the Walmarts who are constantly evolving. They're, give, they're delivering to the customer what they want and how they want it. You know, mm-hmm. it's on mobile, it's on text, it's wherever it is. And so going forward, what we're going to see is the integration of the the brick and mortar, the physical location, as well as the digital footprint for the best and brightest in the industry to 
to create a complete retail experience where you want to be associated with that brand for that that uh, segment of the retail market. That's huge. So, John, look, we're quickly up on the end of our show. I really have enjoyed this conversation with you. If you don't mind, one more time for our listeners, where can they reach you? My website is www.carolinaretailexperts.com or I'm on all the social media platforms and my handle is John or CCIM, J-O-H-N-O-R-R-C-C-I-M. LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, you name it, everywhere. I mean, you, you literally can find us anywhere or just go to your Google browser and type in Carolina Retail Experts and we'll show up at the top of the page. We're headquartered here in Charleston and we do work all over the state of South Carolina and to North Carolina and Georgia. So awesome. um, we're, we've got a lot of experience and happy to help anybody in any way that we can. Awesome. Thank you so much. So for our listeners, guys, we've had a fantabulous show, got some great information. You're thinking about starting a business, don't know what to do, retail space, all that kind of stuff. John, or give him a holler, give him a call. Let's get some answers to these questions, guys, so we don't take a leap without a parachute. I just literally said that today. Oftentimes we question after we've leaped, we didn't make sure we had a parachute before we jump. Let's use John as that parachute, guys, while we're still in the plane. So let's make that happen. Guys, we've had a wonderful show. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. As I always say to you, you know it. I love you. We love you. We love you. And we'll see you guys out there in those streets. Guys, that was a great show today. And we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Exit Strategies Radio Show. My name is Corwin J. Millette. Yes, that is me. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in for today's episode. Exit Strategies is my baby. It is how I give back to our community. It is how I foster goodwill, spread good news, and trustfully help you get great results. Guys, as I always say to you, as I always say to you, I love you. I love you. I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the streets.